up? Welcome back to the Minipod Podcast. My name is Josh Lyles, joined as always by Josh, Randy, and Hunter. You guys doing good? Can't complain. I could, but it would, it'd take a day or two. <laughs> I just feel like those are some... That's a good one. <laughs> We're in full routine now. We're good. Yeah, baby We got a good sleep routine. We're rolling. Good yeah. deal. We're good. So, how, still how, tired. How old is he now in weeks? You have to do it in weeks, right? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Oh, you're almost to the... That's two months. I think. What's... What, no, what's, no, no. Seven weeks. Oh, you can't Dude, say two months yet. God. How dare you? I'm sorry. I just... I'm not good with dates. I don't even know my parents' birthdays. I don't know my sister's <laughs> birthdays. <laughs> I, I know the months. <laughs> really, really, I really don't know. Well, I went to... Uh, I went to the That's pharmacy one time, and I just happened to be in line behind somebody that was close to our family, like an old lady in our church when I was in Eastland. And I was like... Uh, they were like, hey, what's the birth date for so-and-so? And I just kind of looked around, grabbed my phone, and the lady behind me came up, and she said, she was born March 15th. I'll be dang <laughs> if she wasn't correct. It's like, what? That's awesome. It's nuts. Yeah, I have to keep my kid's birthday written down for the pharmacy because I look like – I mean, I like lost because I got so many I can't remember them. So I, I go prepared now. So You have how many kids? Six-ish. That you know about? Yeah. Uh, you don't. <laughs> Burn. Uh, y'all been up to anything cool? Only one of us became a new dad. But yeah, let's ever, see if you can top that. <laughs> Stayed at Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> y'all remember those commercials? Yeah, no. You don't remember those commercials? commercials. Wow. <laughs> like, Stayed at Holiday Inn Express last night. Yeah, we have a doctor. We have a doctor. And the guy comes and they're like, are you a doctor? He's like, no, but I stayed at Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> golden age of commercials. Glad I missed I'm sad good. that our kids, our kids miss commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they are. You're you know? sad about that? Yeah, they're great. I love not seeing commercials. But there used to be when funny When I see ones. a commercial, I don't want to use that product because they made me watch a commercial. I don't like that. <laughs> I took some student leaders to the <laughs> lake and to Fort Worth, and that was really fun. And then we're, we're heading out to camp uh, this coming Thursday, so that should be really good. Those are the most exciting things happening for me right now. I got nothing. Same old, same old. Dude, we got a Warzone win yesterday. Hey, Warzone dub. Let's go. Only played three. One for three. Default dad and stud for life. Throw it down. Let's Who's go. Who? I'm default dad. Stud know. for life, baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> nothing changed. <laughs> Randy won't log on and play with anymore. Rude. Busy. Uh, I was. In, I know we've talked about how much you love Texas and stuff. I was on the Riverwalk for a week. I had training uh, for work, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, unfortunately, my wife couldn't go. Uh, fortunately, my kids couldn't go. Uh, and so, I, we were on the river walk, but I just, I was in training all day. Then I just go eat dinner at night with a coworker and then go back. So, it wasn't anything too exciting, but still just a nice, uh, a nice environment. Nice to, you know, be, you know, on the river walk. And what, what was the best place you ate? Well, I ate Landry's Seafood. Mm. Oh, very good. Nice. It was real good. Um, I ate salt grass just because that was really yes. easy. And then uh, there was a place called, I think it was called, I'm going to butcher it. I think it's called Fumies or something. I don't know. I'm not saying it right. It's F-I-U-M-E-S. Mm. I don't know how to say it, but that's some pizza there. And it was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I had. I think uh, it's pronounced Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, braised rib and gouda cheese. Ooh, I bet that was yeah. gouda. Uh, nice. Pizza with rapini. And I asked that waiter, I was like, dude, I'm not very fancy. I'm like, what is rapini? He's like, oh, it's broccoli. I'm like, why don't you just say broccoli, bro? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I, you know, what's the deal with that? So, Tim Keller, rest in peace. Yep. Uh, his favorite cheese was gouda. And gouda on a cracker is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty gouda. It was good on that pizza. 
I don't know what it is. I didn't want to ask any more questions about it. Yeah. So I just, it's good though. Speaking it's of, like when on, on a menu like that, you, you have one thing to clarify, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, right. it's a pizza. Yeah. But what's rapini? What <laughs> yeah. is this? What's a braised rib? So you yeah. just kind of hope for the best. Is rapini the right word? That I, what I is a braised rib? Do you just sear both sides of it and then... No, it, I mean, it, was, it was on the pizza, yeah. so it had the load in or anything. <laughs> it's just like me. You know what braise, braised is, right? Where yeah, you, bra- you, like, you put it in a braise. That's a pan, right? Yeah, it's a particular pan. Another term for broccoli, rabe, whatever that is. Rob. Broccoli Rob. Rob. <laughs> broccoli That's Rob. R-A-B-E. I know, I know. Do you remember on The Office? Nope. Yeah, you don't remember on The I Office when they had that acapella nope. group and uh, Broccoli Rob yeah. showed up and that's, it was a it was a double on time. It was a play on Broccoli Rob, R-O-B, R-A-B-E, you know? Yeah. Rob. It's one of those fancy things. Speaking, speaking of eating out, like, good places, we took our student leaders to Texas Day Brazil at lunch because they have, like, a lunch special yeah. and it's actually fairly affordable and we yeah. pigged out and it was so good. That place is amazing. I got the meat sweats there up one time. Yeah, it was it's awesome. Worth it. I've never been. Yeah, so good. Hunter, you've never been to stop. Here we go. Do again. anything. Fun. I've never been on roller you've coasters. Never eaten good food. I have eaten great food. <clears throat> Name one. We, one place. To both listeners uh, who listen, we need to make a <laughs> hunter like uh, bucket list, and we should have to go do it. Yeah, one absolutely. Go to Six Flags. Yeah. One of them is going to Texas Day Brazil. Yep. One of them is. Hi, <laughs> oh, I knew it was coming. I knew it. I'm going to do it one day. Hmm. Not soon, though, because I ran three quarters of a mile this morning, yeah. and it was rough. <laughs> it was bad. Awesome. Yeah. That's fine. That's okay. I went to a restaurant one time. It was kind of a fancy steakhouse, and I like steak, but they, they made me order air colvert, which is green beans. I'm like, come oh, on, man. Just say green beans. It was beans. the only thing on the menu that was French. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. And mm-hmm. I had to ask this little high school girl who was waiting on me. I was like, well, could you educate me? And so yeah. she was like, yes, you idiot. It's green yeah. beans. <laughs> I'm, just not, I'm just not a fancy dude, man. Just plain Jane, just you know. Me, just so, give me the simple. Yeah. Simple things in life. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, give me a can of ranch-style beans. Well. Mm. You don't like ranch-style <laughs> beans? Step up. Okay. <laughs> Here's a quick little tidbit. <laughs> Double quarter pounder with cheese. No, listen. <laughs> about ranch-style beans. Oh, God. Here we go. When I was in uh, middle school, we did we did this field trip to the ranch style bean factory. Oh god! <laughs> Do you know how many beans are in a can of ranch style beans? Exactly every time. Two hundred. It's the same exactly every yeah. single time. Two hundred and thirty nine. That was so close. Two hundred thirty. Who yeah, counts because, it? <laughs> because one more bean would make it too far. To- <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh man, dude! I, I, I was a sucker for that. I one. apologize. That was, you you had heard that one before. You knew what was coming. As soon as these, these ah, you I'm guys sorry. were so oh. intently like, what? Really? I was really waiting. I was yeah. like, man, how do they count those? That is life with Lyles, though. Yeah, You've no, got no. a few of those. You drop them at just the right time. So. Lyles Zingers. knows a little bit about everything. He knows random Texas facts. He has these little dad jokes he works in all the time. It's pretty great. I was listening great. to a podcast the other day, and this guy said uh, he was talking about random things, which was right up my alley. <laughs> he was kind of a country boy, and he said, he said this will give you some uh, – some knowledge to impress your friends or intimidate your enemies. And I was like, yes, that's my life. That's what I want to do. Well, uh, not a lot, a lot of fun, but not out like out of the ordinary fun. We we did camp last week, uh, a day camp yesterday. And then, um, going back, they, they've invited me to be the MC at this little preteen camp that I go to. And so I don't know. What's MC stand for? Uh, MC stands for master of ceremonies. 
Nice. Of course he would know. I was, I was, yeah. I was waiting. Hey, were you the master of ceremonies at a wedding recently? I was. Yeah, yeah. How'd that go? Yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it was really hot outside. Uh, and, and listen, I've, I've known this individual since she was in fifth grade, right? Like I was her youth pastor and um, really special. Their family means a lot to us. And get up there to, to do the wedding. I was there probably 10 minutes beforehand. It's like 112 degrees outside. And I'm in a full suit. And so by the end of the ceremony, I'm like, man, this is, I'm hot. And in my mind, I'm thinking, hold it together. You've almost got this. And about that time, I let my guard down. And I called her a different name. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I combined her name with the groom's name. And, and yeah, it was really embarrassing. And she's like, that's not my name. And I was like, ah, oh, I know it's not your name. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you, why'd you call you out? So, like, yeah, it's a simple mistake. Just go I right past it. Everybody <laughs> laughed. And I think, I think her mom told me that, like, her grandmother was like, I'm glad somebody else does that, too. So, that was good. So, <laughs> good comic relief. So good. Mental faculty. Well, in the midst of all of that fun, I did go to a birthday party at one of our favorite places. My family's favorite used to be Chuck E. Cheese. And it got me thinking about conspiracy theories how might you ask nobody asked but i'm just going to tell you back in 2019 there's this youtuber that goes to chuck e cheese and they order this pizza i guess he'd seen something online too and and like the the slices didn't really match up you know what i mean like like on a whole pizza the slices didn't really some of the edges were closer to the center than gotcha. others, and so yeah. it was jagged. And then yeah. you can look like you can look up Chuck E. Cheese pizza on Google Images, and you kind of see what I'm talking about. Okay, almost like they just take a bunch of them, put them together. So this conspiracy theory goes out there that to save money, because not a lot of people are eating Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I mean? They'll pull the pizza from tables, take it in the back, construct these pizzas, and then give them back out to the people. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? It's a good pizza. So, so yeah, so that's the thing. So this guy, this guy, and I think what conspiracy <laughs> theories are now is is it's so easy to get footing under it, even if it's even if it's easily debunked. People are still about it, you know what I mean? Because they want to believe those kinds of things, and so it took forever. And, and Chuck E. Cheese actually had to like issue a statement saying we were aware of this. This is not real. We make our pizza. Like, we make our dough in the back. Don't think that we just recycle our pizza. I don't know. Dude, I have a friend that won't go to a Mexican restaurant in town because one time he was eating there, and he saw some salsa on his chip, and he swears up and down that he didn't put it there. (laughs) (laughs) And so... And so he won't go eat there because he's like, they reuse their chips, man. I'm like, I don't think they do. He's like, no, you know, I didn't put that there. So it's pretty funny. It would be soggy if it was sitting on the chip. You would think. But that's the thing about, partly about conspiracy theories, you don't have to have a lot of facts to go with it. You just have to... Just make it sound a little bit compelling. Just be a little paranoid and, yeah, just it needs to sound somewhat plausible. Gets the people going. And that's the thing about me and conspiracy theories. You know, people ask me, do I believe in anything? I'm like, well, (laughs) it's possible that there's a little truth maybe in a lot of this stuff, you know, but I don't know what's real and what's not. Well, I think we should just talk about a few. Let's do it. Just kind of see plausible... Or implausible. Implausible is the right word. Implausible or unimplausible? It's M. M for sure. Like impossible. Like Mission Impossible. Impossible. Seven. Yep. Did y'all see the new Mission Impossible? I have. I've seen it. Yep. Was the Mission Impossible? Never. They got it right. They always get it, though. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I saw MI3, maybe. Oh, it's not good. 
No, it's okay. It's 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 got that's got all the feels in that one. I know so one thing that's impossible. I watched MI three getting that stain out of the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tea stain that Josh knocked over. I spilled my tea. Spilling the tea. Spilled all the, the forty four ounces. I actually spilled about forty three because I drank <laughs> the last one. But yeah, spilled it. Okay, carry on. So I watched MI3 one time, but only because I thought the three was a B. I thought I was watching Men in Black, but instead. <laughs> I was like, man. How long did it take you to figure out? Like halfway oh, through. My. I was in for an hour, and I was like, wow, he's a convincing alien. This is crazy. So, Lord help me. Yeah, so MI3, MIB. Okay, cool. So conspiracy theories. There are some that we all know and love. Do you guys have any that you think, man, like, I could really think this is a plausible conspiracy that you, you maybe just barely believe? So the one that I've heard that makes me wonder is I've heard that the CIA slash Lyndon B. Johnson was kind of the masterminds behind the Kennedy assassination. And then I listened to, like, Robert Kennedy on Joe Rogan from a few weeks ago. And there's a lot of, like, he mentioned just how the CIA was really frustrated with Kennedy because some of his policies and some of that. And just, I mean, I don't have no proof, but it seems like there's some shadiness there for sure. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say probable. This um, this says that, that like 70% of Americans polled by ABC News in 2003 <clears throat> believed that there was some sort of bigger broader plot you know it was a cuban missile crisis yeah going down and i guess he was just not liked by a lot of people i don't i don't know well even like you know the wound with the bullets the science all that stuff like it seems crazy that one guy making those shots and stuff fascinating it really is you have lee harvey oswald being killed by jack ruby so he can't he he can never go to trial he's saying he's the patsy like he's saying he's framed Crazy. Saying he's the patsy, what's that mean? Like, that's what it, that's what it said. Like, you can actually look that up on YouTube. Like, you can see him. Like, they're like walking him through like this garage, and he's saying that it means like they're setting him up. Like he's he's innocent, and they and they're framing him. Yeah, no, I've never heard that <laughs> phrase before. That's fun. Surprising. It's a new one. I'm surprised yeah. you don't know. I, yeah, exactly. I taught you something. Yeah. Wow. Dude. Nice. Write that down. All right, in the podcast, put it down. Footnotes. Put that on your. I've been called like, patsy a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the JFK assassination, there, there's something bigger there. Would you guys all agree that maybe yeah. maybe that's a plausible... It's possible. Yeah, that's I, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Okay, okay, well, good. Anybody else? The Illuminati. Huh. It's interesting. I don't know. What about Let's shut that I don't down. know. I have no clue. <laughs> Just that word. Just the Illuminati, yeah. Let's shut I that really, one down. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> you afraid they're going to come after you? Like you're a friend of the Clintons or something? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's another conspiracy. <laughs> I don't know. I was talking to my uh, my boys about it today because I don't really don't have any. Again, I, I think there's probably maybe some truth to a lot of these things, you know. Um, but I don't really know of any. And you know, the joke for the longest time during COVID was what's the uh, what's the difference between the truth and a right wing conspiracy? It was about three to six months <laughs> before the truth came out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't really know of anything. I was talking to my boys about it, and my 11 year old, he was like. Have you heard that the people don't think birds are real? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the government I, yeah, uses I've birds that. to yeah, they're spies. to spies and like surveillance on people. And I was like, I have heard that, but it was just hilarious. And then he he also was like, and then what about uh, they're able to hack in uh, to your 
webcam on your oh, yeah. computer and see you and all that stuff. And uh, so my 11 year old was on it. It was pretty, pretty hilarious, but I don't really know of any, like I said, I'll, you know, I've heard my whole life that the moon landing is not real, you know, and there's some compelling arguments about that, you know, uh, I don't know. Or the Denver airport. Have you ever heard about yeah, that? that like that's a, the base of the Illuminati or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. It's like the very, it's like 10 stories down or something. Yeah. Like it's super complex and there's a lot of unknown things. There's like weird sculptures everywhere. And they said that the, the Denver airport, like tongue in cheek, actually commented, like, oh, you caught us, blah, blah, blah. Just kind of joking. Yeah, it. yeah. So it's pretty I don't well know. It's weird. I've never been to Denver, in case you're wondering. Okay. All right. Let's stop about the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think we got some some sketchy stuff going on in Lyle's household. Uh, when I lived in Odessa, there was uh, one of the students in my youth group was convinced that like uh, George Bush was behind the nine eleven attacks yeah. and all yeah. that, like, yeah. and he would like be adamant about one. it. It was pretty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's one that I think we all probably have heard the entirety of our lives. Area fifty one, yeah. the alien, the yeah. alien crash. The government says no, but my heart says yes. Okay, a couple of things. You guys ever been to Roswell? Mm-hmm. Wow. Why would you want to be in Roswell for the government? Yeah. It's yeah. so hot. It's true. Miserable. Nothing going on. The funny thing, though, is Ro- Roswell has embraced it. If you walk around yeah. there, there's like oh, alien oh. stuff everywhere, you know, yeah, all over the place. We came through maybe a couple summers ago back from Colorado, and, and it was like the Area 51 Fest or whatever. And they had people dressed in aliens walking down the like the sidewalk and all the alien shops, all that kind of stuff. People are like, well, you know, we don't know. Did you guys see the video of that guy? Or, or they were they were like threatening to say, we're going to breach Area 51. Nothing you can do about it. We're going to come and do it. And so this guy filmed himself going toward the gate, and they, they had like their assault rifles on him. And they're like, you come any further, we are going to shoot you. Wow. What are they hiding? Makes yeah, you wonder, crazy, huh? right? Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Some people say maybe it's it's like some advanced aircraft weaponry or whatever um, but of course most people believe that it's the aliens yeah, yeah. might be what do you believe i don't know Dude, i'll tell you something that i've heard from places about aliens like the pyramids are very Ooh, very well one. put together that's a good and, one. and you know for for those people to put those together with that kind of precision and, those and how heavy are they huge. are they're massive and they're like you know they're they're built perfectly could be aliens sure could be could be <laughs> those rocks are massive and how yeah. they get them up on top like that and again the the if you watch videos on it about the precision for them yeah. to like stay upright and mm-hmm. stay intact it had to be very precise and there's all kinds of writings up on the very top yeah did you see somebody paraglided over it videoing it yeah, yeah. and they paused it and you could see all the hieroglyphics and stuff That's or cool. whatever it was you yeah. know yeah Cool. Um, here's another one. The the reptile people, right? That that there's this theory. They live in Louisiana. No, that <laughs> they like these. They're called Cajuns. <laughs> That's Baton Rouge. <laughs> Get <it> right here. <laughs> so, so there's this there's this conspiracy theory that they're like there are these elite among us that are actually reptile people kind of like a swamp thing you guys remember the movie swamp thing mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. they like to eat people's blood or drink what, people's blood what ba- what's the basis for this one i don't know do you have any idea some guy uh <laughs> back in in the 90s was was like hey maybe these yes. people including the queen of england 
or rept, reptile people. <laughs> Maybe that's what that lady was saying the other day on the, on the plane. Yeah. She was saying, that's yeah. not a real person. Yep. That's a reptile. Yeah. That's why, yeah. that's why it piqued my interest because it's yeah. like, okay, this lady has seen one in person. <laughs> and did you guys see that video? I, she was legit scared. That dude real. never blinked. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't see the <laughs> yeah, video of the person. Like the top of his head, you know, you couldn't see. Yeah. He, he probably had tentacles. No, that's an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, anyways, people like, uh, they, they said Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, um, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Bob Hope, the old comedian, they were all reptile people. Doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I feel like that's probably pretty far fetched. I, I think I said earlier that all of them have a little bit of, you know, are a little bit plausible, except for that one. We'll take that one off that plausible list. What about uh, Biden's earlobes? Have you ever seen the pictures? <laughs> yes. Have you ever seen that? Yes, some are detached yes. and some of them are so attached. That, I think yes. there are so many, so many of those. Like so and so is dead. So and so is alive. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school. Tupac. A Tupac. Yeah, yeah, Tupac. That's, that's one. one for sure. I remember Avril Lavigne was really popular when I was in high school. And they said mm-hmm. that, that she died somewhere in the early 2000s and they've replaced her with a doppelganger. Uh-huh. Interesting. So he said that Katy Perry's not really Katy Perry. She's one, oh, of, those, she's one of those girls back out. in the 90s that, that was supposedly murdered and now she's Katy Perry. Interesting. Anyways. Are you studying the earlobe situation? Yeah, I am. It's a real thing. They say that uh, the King of England now is a vampire. You heard that one? Who is they? You keep saying yeah, they. Who are they? these the oh, right they. wing extremists? That's just you, it. You can't, really, you can't really narrow these down yeah. to like one person. Yeah, Most it. of them you can't. All right, just a couple more. Okay, and then we'll move on because we could do this forever and never get anywhere. But the world is flat. You guys know these flat earthers. Mm-hmm. Josh, are you a flat earther? I feel like we've talked about this before. Uh, depends. On. <laughs> no, I like to bring it up like I am just to watch people freak out, yeah. but I'm not. Kind of like now. You probably yeah, should see much. my face. I saw a video just this week of a guy, and again, you, you never know about videos that could be staged or whatever, but he's talking to a pilot. He's like, how long have you been a pilot? He's like, you know, 30 years, 20 years, you know, 10 years or something, 20 years of Delta or something like that. He's like, hey, man, is the earth flat? He's like, absolutely. He's like, I know it for a fact. Well, look and at that. That was it. That was about the end of the video. I mean, real talk, we've never kind of seen it, so yeah. just kind of walked on it. So I, 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 I have my doubts, but I'm not going to say it's... I'm not going to say I'm 100% sure. I'm going to say I'm mostly sure that the Earth is round. Mostly sure. Even from outer space, you only see part of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've never been to outer space, but the pictures they show me. Neither is anybody else. I was when would you go up in the rocket? <laughs> Do you know how to see the, their flat pictures? Yeah. If it is a flat Earth and we've been lied to, like it's a massive cover-up. Well, that's how I feel about a lot of these things. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and my question is, when I think about these things, are people capable of... Lying to that degree, yes, but then getting everybody else to buy in on something like yeah. that as well. What, what would be the payoff to that, though? Like round or flat? Like who cares? Yeah, I really yeah. Can't. I mean, it's just. So, I think some people are just so convinced that certain things are true, and you know, I think I have a healthy skepticism of our government. Um, but you know, like for whatever reason, there's a lot of people that think that like are completely skeptical. They don't believe anything they say, uh, and uh, they can you know they get they they have what they believe to be true, and so they you know push that narrative, uh, whether they're disillusioned or not. It's crazy stuff. Crazy it stuff. Is. So the flat world. Here's one that I'm passionate about. <laughs> Bigfoot's real. You guys feel like Ooh, Bigfoot's real? I haven't not seen him. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never, wait, have I've I never not, not seen him. <laughs> yeah, could be. He could be. He could, could be yeah. real. Listen, 
People hear them all the time. What are those? What are those sounds? You don't know. What's it sound like? Chewbacca. Oh, God. That, was, that was my stomach. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> what was That's that? That was probably closer than the sound I made. Anyways, lots of evidence. Uh, I've seen Harry and the Hendersons. Yes, great movie. <laughs> great Did y'all see? Uh, I think it's Mitch Hedberg's joke. He said maybe maybe Bigfoot's just blurry. That's why the picture. <laughs> It's <laughs> amazing. I feel like I feel like I'm close to that. Like I, th- I think maybe, and there's a species, and they just don't want to be found. They've yeah. done. They've successfully done what some of us at this table would want to do: disappear from the people who don't like. You know what I mean? Go to Walmart. Don't have to worry about. It. I'm Bigfoot, baby. You can't see me. <laughs> nice, cloaked out. <laughs> but they found nests that are massive. These people, these these park rangers are laying down in these nests and they're just massive. There's just no other explanation besides Bigfoot nests. <laughs> there could be some yeah. other explanations, but it's a, Bigfoot uh, is one it's of a them. grizzly bear. We already know that birds aren't real. It's a government <laughs> well, ploy to spy on us. Not all of them, but some of them maybe. Okay, maybe. I think Bigfoot's real. Anybody else? Takers on that? Sure. No? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I'll no, agree. You're just, you're just yeah. I'm with you. Two, two yeah. against two. All right, the last one. I think this is really interesting. Oh, and then and then we'll, we'll, move, we'll move forward, okay? <laughs> Uh, Disney created Frozen, the movie, as a distraction. So that it's not just like it just so happened to be this big blockbuster. But it's because that uh, people claim that Walt Disney was frozen, that his remains were frozen. And that to beat the Google analytics or whatever, mm-hmm. that it was uh, that they're like, hey. So if you if you like Google Disney Frozen, it's going to bring up the it movie. Would, it would bring up a picture of Walt Disney's yeah, severed frozen head. Now we'll just bring up a picture of this kid-friendly movie. Gotcha. That's an interesting one. I, I haven't heard that. It's, uh, that's why I thought, oh, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Because it seems wild. like that would make sense. Yeah. Disney Frozen or Disney's Frozen, right? Spe- speaking of Disney, <laughs> all those little hidden things in those old cartoons, that's not a conspiracy. That's legit, right? Legit, that's, yeah. that's really a thing. And Hope says that Walt Disney did not freeze himself. Well, yeah, but that's what Walt Disney yeah, wants you to believe. Snopes is not reliable. Snopes is controlled false news. by the government. You have yeah. to you have to fact check the fact checkers yeah. and see where they're getting paid from. Where that now we're from. getting somewhere, yeah. baby. So Let's go. This is what I was looking for. The fact checkers are paid. in the pockets yeah. of very powerful people Amen. to say things. George Soros. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was another one. Soros. And we're so silly. We're just like, well, the Snoop said so. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying yeah. there. Yeah. Ooh. Soros. That was a Back personal the shock. Right there. Doing this. Soros. I've done there. I've been there. He's controlling. Well, I think yeah. we can go. Um, there's there are hundreds of conspiracy theories. I think you can make one if you want. There was a movie back in the '90s, conspiracy theory. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, with, uh, what's good. His, what was his name? Uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember much about it, uh, but I do remember the name. I remember enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you need to make it a rewatch. So, so I think conspiracy theories are all there, and I think it's probably because I don't know why conspiracy theories exist. I'm not going to try to act smart. There's a lot of them, and if yeah. you want to read on them. You can read on them forever. Get some popcorn. Expect to sit in front of your computer for hours and hours and hours because about anything and everything. Uh, quick callback to the first one that you brought up. Did you eat the pizza when y'all went to that birthday party? No, I didn't. Uh, didn't. So you just refused. You, so like, there, there's a little doubt in the back of your mind, huh? Did it look a little sketchy yeah. to you? I mean, yeah. 
you know, I don't know. Josh has a nutrition coach that checks in with him every single day. Mm. That was uh, nice. that was mainly the reason I didn't. <laughs> yeah, boy. gotcha. But the fear in him. My nutrition coach. Eat, my nutrition coach is from our new sponsor, Link. Link Life and Nutrition. Achieving your goals together. And anything else? I don't know what. Athletic oh, greens. <laughs> so, so Josh, you started a business since last time we were here. We talked about the rule of life on our last yeah, podcast, and you officially. kind of you kind of leaped into a business called Link. So, I've been doing nutrition and fitness for over ten years. I've been doing nutrition coaching off and on since like 2018. I've been doing personally coaching to people since January, and then we kind of just took what I was already doing and launched it into an official business starting uh, July 1st. So, currently coaching about 14. There go. That's Good job. My man. I love awesome. it, though. It's like... I, Obviously, I'm I, not one of them. <laughs> but you could be. <laughs> could be. I should client. be. Yeah. I, I am one be. of them. And listen, I, I've really had a hard time trying to kind of rein in my nutrition. Um, and so Josh has been really um, instrumental for me over the past, was been, five or six weeks. Amen, brother. Uh, to kind of stay on track. And uh, I've had a really busy schedule where I'm not in my normal routine and I'm gone uh, it'll, you know, I've slept in my bed one time in the last week and a half, and it'll be another week before I'm back home. And so it, it's been typically in the past, it's been difficult for me to kind of be cognizant of what I'm eating and how I'm taking care of myself. And Josh and Link Nutrition has been really helpful. Um, and I'm down a few pounds and feel like I'm, I'm making wise choices with food and with my nutrition when maybe that hasn't historically been the case. So. The what an excellent he, endorsement. Dude, the fact, that, nice. the fact that he stayed on track while he was at church camp is pretty impressive. Yeah, I, it's hard to do. Traveling is very difficult, much less camp when you're not really in control of your food. So yeah. kudos, bro. Took a lot of beef jerky and uh, a lot of protein shakes. Anyways, I just uh, thank you yeah. for being my coach. And, I enjoy uh, it. Thanks for sponsoring yeah, with, and you with, use the role of life stuff that we've been talking about. You've incorporated that into the biz, huh? Yeah. So one side is kind of fitness nutrition. There's kind of another side that really is about that rule of life. I don't necessarily call it the rule of life because most people don't really know what that is. But it's been very helpful for a couple people so far, and I've seen some pretty cool results. So. I like it, man. Yeah, very cool. I'm really excited. I I, I love it. So before we continue on with uh, with our topic today, do we want to read our comments? Read our comments. We have yeah. comments? No, we don't. Oh. <laughs> we can, we can continue. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, yes. Listener right reviews. Right. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, uh, I honestly don't even know if they have a way they could comment if they one, wanted to. One comment is the, the banter was annoying, right? Yeah. You know what yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that was, uh, I heard that from a third party. Like uh, The sports stuff was annoying. The rule of life was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. True. Yeah. We want to be annoying and helpful. That's, I that's feel like goal. that's a pretty accurate assessment of the podcast. So it's been good talking about the rule of life and thinking like holistically about what we do. I'm in a season right now that, that it's, it's really, really busy. And, and I think I have a tendency to probably a, a fault to say yes quite often when someone asks me to do something maybe important and maybe not. Is it important to say no to some things? And what is acceptable to say no to? Maybe we can talk about that for the next few minutes. I think it's perfectly acceptable to say no. I say no all the time. Uh, and it's one of those things that gets easier with time. It might be uncomfortable at first and difficult. But I think if you know the things that are important to you and the things that you want to give your time and attention to, you can quickly identify the things that don't align with that. Uh, and it's easy from a value-based perspective to say no 
to something that's not going to uh, align with where you're at. So I think it's very appropriate. I think it's difficult at first, but I think it's easier in time the more you do it. And there's obviously respectful ways to say no. So it's not like you're a jerk about it, but uh, holding your ground and saying no, I think is uh, important. Because you you have a saying about it, I think. What is it? I swear. Because like, I can't remember what you said, but like everything that you say yes to, something else gets left behind. Yeah. yeah. Everything you or, say every, yes to. I say no to. If it's a really good quote, yeah. it's me. Yeah. It's not, I can't it's, remember. It's so profound. Neither one of you can remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Life changing. Absolutely life changing. It's, it's saying it's when yes you say, when you say yes to something, no. you say no yeah. to something else. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like I think a, I heard it first from Andy Stanley. Yeah. I think. If I ever, if you've ever heard me say anything smart, it's probably because I heard somebody else say it. I just read a bunch of books and regurgitate what they say. All my good quotes come from people like michael scott <laughs> which comes from wayne, wayne gretzky, gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> classic yeah i'm not very good at saying no i've said no to this podcast 10 times in a row here we are so <laughs> no so I, I wonder and and i don't know if if it's the same struggle outside of ministry we all serve in, in some context but i know that there are people who 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 ask who ask us to do things and and they're good things, right? Like, like for me, I'm going to this camp next week and I'm helping at the camp and it's, it's a, it's a good thing, right? Kids are going to be impacted for Jesus. I'm going to be there to make things a little bit easier. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there, there are mm-hmm. good things that we're presented with to say yes to, but we don't always have to say yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we even have to say no to good things sometimes, yes. uh, you know, in the pursuit of better things or best things, you know what I mean? So I think so. Obviously, you can't say yes to everything. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I think Randy hit on it as well. Is when you really understand your values and and you have some clarity on who you want to be and where you're headed. Saying yes and no gets a little easier sometimes because yeah. if it's not in line with your values and who you want to be and where you're headed, it's pretty easy to say no. It does get cloudy every once in a while, but but clarifying your values helps you clarify your boundaries and your yeses and nos. A good example of this, my value is to sit on my back porch by myself with a cigar. So anytime somebody asks me to do something other than that, it's a very easy no to me. Dad, so, can we go to dinner tonight? No, no, no. There's sandwich stuff Food in the, the freezer. freezer. Sandwich <laughs> stuff in the fridge. Randy, have you enjoyed our youth leader hangouts this summer that we've had? Nope, I have not. Oh, because you haven't been to one yeah. yet. Because you said no to yeah, the very first week. <laughs> the very first week, some girl said, uh, I won't make it to this one, but I'll be at all the other ones and i wanted to reply i won't make it to this one and i won't be at any of the other ones either but i didn't so yeah i'm not a fan no er, earlier on missed, randy you were missed. thank you thank you you missed out somebody on being last. almost asked about you <laughs> i assume exactly i assume exactly exactly i remember you know i used to work shift work all the time and so uh i would work nights and stuff and so that naturally got me out of things and so i would have you know say hey you want to come do this oh man i would love to but i've got to work got that this. night i'm really sorry you know and and then <laughs> there was a moment uh when we were at the gym and uh, I would stop doing shift work. I'd change jobs and uh, I'd missed the CrossFit party every year, Christmas party every year because I was always working while it was going on, you know, and uh, I, I was out of that job and, and she's like, are you, are you coming to the CrossFit party? I was like, no. She said, oh, do you have to work again? And I said, no. And we both just sat there very quietly for a few seconds and looked at each other and uh, it was like, well, see you later. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Just walked off. Uh, but I, no, anyway, I think I got a soft subject, but 
Uh, I, you know, again, it, for me, saying no was difficult at first, has gotten a, a lot easier. It's just a muscle you have to flex a little bit. Why do you feel like people feel like they have to say yes? Is it, is it some, some sort of like, I want value for myself? Maybe it's even good. Maybe it's, hey, I want people to know they can count on me. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I say yes because I don't want to let feel like I let somebody yeah, down. Sure, for like sure. That. So I think that plays into it. I think that sometimes there's a lot of validation that that probably happens by saying yes or being included. And so I mean, there's probably a lot of reasons to the, to struggle with yes or no. Um, one thing I'm talking to my oldest son about consistently is sometimes he'll make a decision, and not that it's wrong, but he doesn't necessarily think through like how that decision impacts all these other relationships around him. And so, if it was just him, that might be an okay thing. But thinking through like how that affects the rest of the family, his brothers, or or whatever. And so, I think that's the same thing with yes and no. Is I can't, okay, if if you already invite me over to dinner sometime this week, I just can't say yes. Like I've got to kind of talk to my wife. I've got to think through our calendar. I've got to think through uh, like my energy and just how I'm going to spend my time. Like it's just not an easy yes or no. I've got to think through a bunch of things because we have so many things going at once. And so it's really like clarifying values and then making sure I'm on the same team with my wife and then making sure that we're using our time wisely to get the things done that we really feel called to get stuff done, which is kind of a lame answer. But like, that's my life with, with a bunch of kids and a ministry and everything else. It's like, man, that's, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. I struggled with that a long time when early on in our marriage, I would say yes to golf all the time. I mean, I'd go, (laughs) I'd get off work, go play golf. But what I thought in my mind was just a simple thing. Oh, I'm going to play golf. It's not that big a deal. Lauren's like, Hey, I want to hang out with you. And like early on, I was like, I mean, I was like, Oh, we're good. You know, we said good morning, we kissed, and it was all good. But I just wasn't mature enough to go, Oh. I need to be at home. I yeah. need to, um, I was saying yes to going, hanging out with the guys, playing golf, yeah. no big deal, having fun. But in reality, you yeah. know, my yeah. wife wants to be with me at home. So yeah. just a selfish thing for oh, sure. You're not alone in that though. I mean, a lot of guys yeah. have to, you know, make the, that transition or switch their mindset around that after yeah. they get married. It's and very, it's still hard. I mean, common. it yeah. is still hard. Yeah. yeah. You could justify that with like, well, I've got this group of people that I'm trying to invest in or that whatever. Mm-hmm. And in your mind, you're thinking, Okay, maybe it's not just golf. Maybe there's some other sort of deep relationship with mm-hmm. this. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing. Sure. Yeah. We talked about Stephen Covey last time. Um, I need to revisit his book because it's been so long. But we talked about begin with the end in mind. But uh, he has another one that says prioritize first things first, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what we're talking about is is you can't say yes to everything. So you've got to prioritize what's most important and say yes to that first. And then if you have time for the extra, that's great. But if you don't, then that's that becomes a pretty easy no if it doesn't fit within your, your biggest priorities. Yeah, especially mine. Mine have changed significantly. Yeah. I mean, wife, Carter. I mean, yeah. boom, those, those two priorities then are God, now. Yeah. And then God, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The obvious. <laughs> boom. Uh, that roast. Well, yeah. that's what they teach you at first. Walked around. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, I walked awesome. right through that open door. Oh, that awesome. I love you, man. Yeah. 911, what's your emergency? Hunter <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just got murdered. Yeah. Yeah, dead body. <laughs> no, that's me calling. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, having a family changes everything. Yeah. Like ha- getting married changes, having a kid, having another kid. Like you're constantly like having to reevaluate your priorities and figure. Like summer priorities are different than school priorities. Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. I was gonna say that. There's different seasons yes. of life. You yeah. know, e- even within a year, like yeah. this, summer versus school. But like newborn versus teenagers, I mean, it's just different. Yeah. You know, so. Randy's got a son who's gonna be on varsity football, which means every probably Friday night. maybe. <laughs> 
every Friday night he's busy, you know, yeah. so he can't say yes because he's going to be there watching his son, right? So, like, yep. your priorities mm-hmm. shift with your sports season, with the school season, with the calendar. Like, it's an ongoing yeah. – it's not like a – here's what you say yes to here's what you say no to it's like you roll with the punches with whatever season of life that you're currently yeah. in and i think back to the value thing too i think the reason why that's important is sometimes you do have to say no to really good things um in order to prioritize things um that are most important to you you know and so it's it's easy to say no to things that are not good for you sometimes you know i say that but i mean to say no to things that you know are obviously a problem you know um but there's sometimes where there's a really good opportunity and maybe even it's an opportunity to minister or something like that where it just doesn't in that season align with where you are and you have to say no to really good things that's i've had to do that before about to have to do that in the next month or two so I haven't had that conversation yet, so I won't, uh, I won't uh, spill the beans here, but uh, that conversation's coming. Why are you looking at me? So <laughs> I am, as we have discussed, I am 77% committed to the kids' ministry. <laughs> Brady, Brady was like, and I don't know if we said this on the podcast, but he was like, hey, I mean, I just want to let you know, we got, we got a lot going on, but I just, I love serving in kids' ministry. I'll always say yes to kids' ministry. And then I saw him maybe a week or two later, and I was like, hey, could you cover this service for me? And he thought I was asking for a permanent switch, and he was like, I don't know. Well. We have this summer small group, and then he obviously rejected that. And he's like, hey, man, I just want to come clean. I'm not as committed as I thought I was, <laughs> but I'm as committed as I'll ever be. So hey, I'm good with that. 77% to kids is pretty good. I, don't, I feel like his commitment to youth may be lower than 77. You want to throw a number out for youth? Oh, we're about... 49 <laughs> I'll take it hey. it's too no, solid it's just, it's just it's different it's the, the, the only hold up with the youth stuff is I'm just not I'm a fuddy dud so that's a whole other issue but let's go out there and like love on kids and hang out with kids and just you know uh, be you know connect with students and make them feel welcome that, that part I'm, I'm all good with but I just feel bad because everybody's in there laughing having a good time and I'm like uh, you know, just chilling. Everybody's so. worshiping. Randy steps out the room. <laughs> a little too much Jesus in here for me. That's not true. That is not true. Just Worship a, is about more than songs. Uh, that's what I heard this morning. You preached that last week too, didn't you? Yes. Okay. For that, but it's not less than songs. <laughs> All right, my mind's blown. Out of Something too, I think, to remember is that like, like if you commit to too much, and I've, I've lived this firsthand. I'll, I'll be completely transparent. Last summer. I went and went and went and went and went. This this summer, I've been able to kind of compress everything into a span of about two weeks, and it's been hectic, and it's not done yet. But I know that in a week, I'm I'm back, you know, yeah. back to normal, whatever. Last summer, I felt like it was every week I was gone doing something, and I just wasn't myself. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't I wasn't worth anything, and felt emotionally drained, spiritually drained. All I would have to do is say no to one or two things, you know. And I wouldn't have to, at the back end of it, think, okay, my family's getting less than what I deserve to give them. You know what I mean? My job is suffering. And so so I think they can be good things because all those things I helped with or I said yes to were ministry-related things. But then at the end of the summer, I'm like, I hate the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I prefer to live a more proactive life than a reactive life. And I think those seasons where I'm living a more reactive life, where I'm just reacting to the things, I've overcommitted myself and I'm just reacting to things that are coming my way. Um, and just, you know, like it's like drinking from a, from a, you know, fire hydrant or whatever, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. And so, uh, I do think, you know, there's times you just schedule, maybe it's, 
you know, on a monthly basis, quarterly basis, yearly basis, where you stop and think about all the commitments you've made, all the roles, all the different hats that you're wearing, uh, and just reevaluate, you know, if there's something you need to take off your plate or, you know, say no to, uh, so you can say yes to something else better. That's good. Another along that line too, one way. So there's certain seasons where you're kind of running an unsustainable pace. Yeah. And like, I try to protect against that, but sometimes like, it's just, it's life. Yeah. Yep. You've got to kind of endure that, that moment. But one way I know that I'm running at unsustainable pace is that I tend to be more irritable, more grumpy, more harsh um, with my words specifically toward my family. Uh, but those tend to be very clear indicators that like I'm either have like a, a hurried spirit or like I'm in an unsustainable pace or that I'm not really working and resting well or that I'm overcommitted. And so I try to be mindful of like my irritability, my grumpiness, uh, my words. Uh, it's a big struggle for me, but those tend to be indicators about kind of the state of my soul. So, yeah. And I think like we said too, sometimes you just can't get past it. Sometimes yeah. like with you, man, like you just, you have these two or three weeks where it's just, there's a lot going on, but you, you, you're aware of that. You're committed to it. You know, it's not going to last forever. You know, that's different than, you know, agreeing to be on this board yes. and, uh, you know, attend these things and just, oh, just over committing yourself to the point where you've piled up and you really haven't thought through all of it. And you've got so much coming at you as opposed to, Hey, it's just, this is for my family or for my job or for, you know, serving these groups of people. I'm going to have, you know, uh, two weeks or a month or however long it is, you know, uh, of intentional, intentional business business because that's what you just have to do you work with numbers mm -hmm. so into the month for you into quarters for you those you Terrible. just know those are busy times you yeah. know what i mean and Terrible. so um you're just aware of that and you adjust accordingly and sometimes you got to go through those seasons and then look back and go oh that i maxed out a little too much yeah, i need to peel it back point. a little bit that's like, a great point sometimes you just have to work through it and grind and you know get through it and you feel good about it but yeah. you look back and go eh I don't want to do that again. John Maxwell says that the greatest teacher is an experience, but it's evaluated experience. Because really if you good. just go through something, that doesn't mean you learn. But if you can evaluate it and learn from it, then you can grow. And I feel like that's what you just mm -hmm. said. And I think you're you're dead on. Um, there's sometimes where I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I got this. And like, and then I look back, I'm like, no, that was a train wreck. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. I've got to do that differently. Yeah. You know, and and I think just being comfortable to say no is something that you have to work toward, right? Because I'm, I'm, I think by nature, a people pleaser. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure if we could hire a counselor, get somebody here who peel back the layer of the onions <laughs> of my heart, <laughs> then they would tell me why, but it, it's hard sometimes to not want to let someone down because, Hey, this is important to them, but everything is important to the person that owns it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and so I don't, I'm not going to make it or break it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if they saw the quality of my work, they would be like, Pfft. I'm not interested in you. <laughs> I think it's important for us to, to be able to, yes, ask ourselves, like, would I make this better? Can I handle this? Is this important to me? And maybe just discern what God wants for us by being close to him. You know, I think it goes yep. back to rule of life plays into it as yep. well. What am I capable of doing? What is good for me? What benefits me? The only other thing I would add is when I know for a fact we're in one of those busy seasons, I try to have really consistent and clear communication with my wife. And we kind of like, like we become a team getting through that. But then we also try to specifically plan some downtime when, when that season ends, you know, specifically like soccer seasons coming up for us. That tends to be a busy season because I'm probably, or I am, I am coaching. So I'll be practicing a couple of times a week in game Saturday. And so when soccer season's over, we'll probably talk about some way we can kind of unplug and kind of recharge and, 
and throughout we're gonna you know have the ongoing conversation just to make sure we're okay little ted lasso over here hey <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> that baby i need to watch that everybody says it's amazing uh, i've never seen it i've never seen it either i've seen it actually soccer like, coach right <laughs> yeah. football coach football, coach. football, yeah. coach. football. football. Well, who turns into a football, football in america yeah. and football in europe cool any advice that you would give maybe maybe there's a listener struggling with wanting to please everybody wanting to say yes being burned out not knowing how to get some relief what, what would you tell them we all talked about saying no to good things right and then they're saying no to bad things that yeah. are ungodliness right you yeah. kind of touched on it mm-hmm. but i mean we need to work on that as well i mean there's two pieces to that puzzle <laughs> i looked it up like and titus well I was, I was researching this side of it of saying no that's great like saying no to the things that you know bring us away from god so okay. like in titus yeah. 2 verse 12 when we renounce ungodliness we take something uh, once precious to us and put it to death so those things that are bringing us away from God. And of course, How we kind dare of you on, quote sorry. scripture during I'm this sorry. podcast? I'm sorry. How Who do you think you are? You? I think a good perspective is what you said, Hunter, just like knowing that, that they're really easy things to say no to. But some things aren't easy that, yeah. that we, may not, we may not look at. We, we've talked before about how can we handle our time to be responsible with what we do. Mm-hmm. Playing golf. Yeah. You wouldn't look at that and think, oh, that's a bad thing. But when you're now neglecting your son mm-hmm. and your wife. I mean, if God's on that list for you, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. Everybody knows he's on the list. He's number one. <laughs> but but it may not seem like it's a bad deal to everyone else. Yeah. But when you know, hey, yeah, no, I am. I'm saying yes to this. I'm saying no to them in your heart. And, and some people don't understand that. Like yeah. some people don't know. It's no how, big deal. Yeah. How are you such a I, I remember hanging out with some people before. And they're like, how are you such a family? Why, why do you like to be around your family? I don't know. Because I have one now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? God. But I mean, it's important to, to know, you know, what you're saying yes and no to. So it's good. For sure. I think just like I mentioned from the get-go, for me, the key to all of it is having that value system of knowing what's important to you. And so, like, you know, walking with the Lord, being connected to the to God, and, and just being aware of how he's wired you. Uh, what you're passionate about, what you're good at, um, you know, and the the places that he's placed you. Uh, and then to look at, so connect with the Lord and then recognize all the different roles that you're currently um, in, all the different hats that you're wearing, uh, and just decide how all those line up with uh, who God has made you to be and where you are in this season of life. And then um, I, I think it takes a little time to unplug uh, from the TV, from our phones, from everybody, and just spend some quiet time with the Lord, like really praying over this stuff and thinking about it. And then at that point, um, you can, you know, start saying no where you need to. And here's the thing too, man, not everybody's going to understand why you say no, but that's not your concern. I had to let that go pretty quick. So the, you know, we, we've brought up the, the desire to want to please people and not let other people down. Uh, and that's a real thing. At the same time, if you're coming from that place of like, here's who I am, here's who God has called me to be, here's what God has called me to do, then I can say no to you. Even if you don't understand, even if it's a really good thing, you can say with confidence, uh, I am sure that in this season of life, I don't need to be doing this thing uh, or committing to this thing. Uh, And you can say no to that uh, and then just feel confident in your decision uh, because it's something that you've prayed through and it's based in these values. Um, but you got to do the work up front to to have that kind of confidence to uh, to say no. Yeah, that's good. I think in in the moment, like if you, if you don't do the work up front, then you're there 
and you're like, oh yeah, some I, I can yeah. I can help someone else. Yeah. I can feel better about yeah. what I'm doing, and I've lived this, you know. Yeah. And you say you say yes, and then now it's like, okay, yeah, I'm in way over my head. Yeah, and you know, if, if you're not if you're not convinced too, man, somebody could maybe talk you into it. You know what I mean? They could yeah. give you all these different reasons, and you're like, you start to bend and break a little bit. But if you've if you've spent time praying about it, and you again, you can just go in with confidence, like. I appreciate it. I understand everything that you're saying. Uh, but for me right now in this moment, it's not the right thing for me. Yeah. And you don't really owe anybody any other explanation than that. Yeah. And if they get mad and upset about it, then, I mean, again, I'm to the point now where I just don't give a rip, you know, yeah. honestly. I mean, for better or worse, you know, good or bad or whatever, you can get upset with you all you want. But I'm not doing this and I have my reasons and uh, I'm, you know, very secure in what those things are. I liked on this article it talked about how, you know, when you say no to those things, it, it talked about the grace of God has appeared and the glory of God will appear. So when you say no to those things, I mean, the grace of God is with you. And then when, and the glory will come after that, whenever you say no, you know, when you, when you're fulfilling that, uh, that will for him in your life. So, yeah, yeah I think I like kind of how you said that you, you can let it dictate who you are and your feelings, but it's not, it, it doesn't. I mean, the gospel tells us who we are, what Christ has done for us tells us who we are. I read this piece of advice, and then and then we can close if nobody has anything else. So when you, when you say no, and, and Randy, you alluded to it, but be upfront, yeah. be firm. Like don't 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 give them any way to talk you into it. Yeah. You know, hey, listen, it's a great thing you have going on. I'm excited for you. Whatever that is, whether that's something like golf, or hey, I'm glad you guys can get together and do this. It's not for me. Maybe it's a ministry thing, yeah. which a lot of people look at ministry opportunities and be like, oh man. You, Take that because it, it's serving God and whatever. Don't let them talk you into it. You're right. right. Say, say no gently but firmly. Yep. Well, hey, good talk. I, I think, you know, like we said already, yes is not always the right answer. I think I think we can be comfortable in saying no based on what we talked about. Revisit the rule of life. I, you know, like Randy said just a moment ago, if you don't put forth the effort on the front end, you're going to be more susceptible to getting yourself into a situation where you say yes to too many things. You're burnt out. You can't handle it. When you do those things, you're not who God designed you to be. So if you're out there, if you're listening, it's okay to say no. Don't feel bad about it. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. As always, well, well see you later. See you later. Big gulp. Big gulp, mm-hmm. see? Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>